John chapter 19. Title today is Let's Honor Mom. No, title today is Time to Honor Mom. I better go with what Teresa said. Time to Honor Mom. The book of John. 19. Are you there? We won't read until the pages stop turning. You there? Ah, I hear some paper. Okay. Verse 26. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple. Who is the disciple, anybody? John. And I'll tell you how, um, how sincere that John took this from Jesus, because Jesus says, Behold thy mother. From that day until he was on the Isle of Patmos, and after he got off the Isle of Patmos, he went straight back. They lived in Ephesus, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, lived with John, and John made sure that she was okay and took care of her. Of the seven phrases and statements that Jesus makes on the cross, one of those statements concerned his own mom. And that, to me, is an incredible, incredible thing. Then saith he to John, the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. Father, we ask and pray for your blessing upon this um, Mother's Day message today. And, Lord, we're thanking God this day for all the moms that are here. In Jesus' name, amen. To honor is to respect, to place in high regard... When God gives the Ten Commandments, he says this in Exodus chapter 20, that we are to honor mom and dad. You know what says that? That's in the book. Honor mom and dad. And I am not going to so much speak to you today. Let me speak for you today. Because I'm sure most of you, if you had the opportunity you would be able to say some glowing things concerning your mom as well. The cross that Jesus died upon was the crossroads for all mankind. Now think about this half of this book was written, this half right here, written before the cross, and every promise of God from this half flowed into the cross. Christ was making all them promises being fulfilled. This part, the rest of it, flows from that cross, Jesus making all of the promises of God, yea and amen, for us to be able to enjoy. And in doing all of that, all the promises of God flowing into the cross, all the promises of God flowing from the cross, the weight of the sins of the whole world upon his shoulders, 
And Jesus takes the time to talk about his mom. That's interesting to me. That's very weighty for me. In the middle of Jesus doing the Father's will, he takes time to honor his mom. The best way for me to honor my mom today is to do the will of the Father in my life. In the middle of Jesus doing the sincere will of God for his life and in doing that in affecting everybody else that would ever live before or after him, and on that occasion of Jesus dying upon the cross, Jesus takes time to honor mom. Best way to honor your mom is for you to be born again because I'm sure mom has prayed for you. It is a way to honor her prayers because mom has prayed for you. If you're, if you're water baptized... It is a great way to honor mom because I'm sure you'd be doing the will of God in your life for that to happen. This is what I believe. A flower once a year is not enough to honor mom. A card one time a year is not enough to honor mom. A meal one time a year is not near enough to honor mom. You honor mom by doing the will of God in your life. My mom was the cook, the maid, the teacher, the preacher, the doctor, the judge, the jury, the executioner. My mom would rant and rave. It's because she had children she was trying to save. The first time I heard and read about the love of God was in this Bible that Grandma Dorothy's mother, my great-grandma Bessie Hutchcraft, gave to me. April 12th, 1976, 35 years ago, she gave me this Bible. And when I started reading in this Bible and I saw the love of God mentioned, let me tell you, that was easy for me to grab a hold of. You know why? Because the love of my mom. There are some young people out there and even some middle-aged people that have trouble grasping the love of God because they never saw the proper type of love shown at home. See, God is all of these wonderful things. He is a provider. He is a protector. He is a supplier. And right on down the list you can go. Every child that has ever had that at their own home growing up with that, they understand that easily because they've seen that in mom and dad. They've seen that mom and dad was a supplier. They've seen that mom and dad was a protector. They've seen that mom and dad was a provider. 
But you show me any person that did not receive that at home, and then the preacher comes down the pike preaching that, it will be hard for them to understand that because first, they never seen that modeled at home. Thank God I did. Some years ago, we was over at St. Trey, and there was a church that was in the process of maybe giving a building away or maybe uh, going to sell the building. We didn't know what it was, so we went over there, myself and two other men, to try to talk to them about maybe they might want to give us that building. Well, that didn't happen, but in the course of that conversation, here was how a portion of that conversation went. So we were trying to do this to try to maybe have a place where the young people could go over at St. Trey and have a place. Well, that just got started right there because one of them deacons in that, on that deacon board in that church said, I'll tell you, these, these young people, they deserve the problems they got. And the other one chimed in and said, yeah, I'll tell you where all this problem started. It started with Elvis. And boy, I knew then I was up against it. <laughs> Good night. What am I going to be able to say here? And they, they chimed on for a while, and I finally said, guys, I can't speak for any of you, but I know how I was raised. I can't speak for any of these youth, but I know how I was raised. I was raised like leave it to beaver. And one deacon said, well, you know what? So was I. And I said, a lot of these kids have got two strikes against them right out of the gate. But I know what kind of raisin I had. I understood the things of God because of the love that my mom had shown me. In Jeremiah chapter 31, God has loved us with an everlasting love. At creation, God began the moon. At creation, God began the sun. At creation, God began the stars. At creation, God began the mountains. But you know what? At creation, God didn't begin loving me. Jeremiah said, God loved me with an everlasting love. God was loving me before this orb was even here. God was loving me before the Rocky Mountains was ever formed. God was loving me before the Niagara Falls ever first dropped the first spill of water over that thing. God has loved me with an everlasting love, and I understand that because of my mom. Moms, every one of you know this deep down. You loved that child before that child was even You made preparations for that child before that child was even here. You got that room ready and you painted that room and you started buying diapers and you started all these things before that child was even here. So did God. He started preparing for me before I was even here. God loved me before I was even born. Look at Romans chapter 8. I love this. I love this verse. Romans chapter 8, verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword. Let me read that again. You help me out here. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? No. You ready? Can you all say no? no. 
Young people, you need to practice the word no. You need to just get in front of the mirror and say, no, 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 no. You need to practice that word. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all of these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. I am persuaded that neither death, not life, not angels, not principalities, not powers, not things present, not things to come, not height, not depth, not any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I mean, ask Jonah if being in the belly of a whale can separate you from the love of God. His answer would be no. It cannot. I bet he wouldn't come to the fish fry we're having. I bet he stayed away from fish, be my guess. Ask Simon Peter if cursing and denying can separate us from the love of God. He would say no. Ask King David if his sin with Bathsheba can separate us from the love of God. He would say no. Ask Paul the apostle if trouble can separate us from the love of God. His answer would be no. Ask John the Baptist if persecution can separate us from the love of God. He would say no. Nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you with ink the ocean fill, and were the sky a parchment made, were every stalk on earth a quill, and every scribe by, by and every man a scribe by trade, to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the whole contain the scroll, though stretched from sky to sky. <clears throat> My mom or the preacher. My mom was judge, jury, and executioner. <laughs> My mom was a doctor. Peroxide right here. Thought about using a thermometer, but I decided not, and you'll understand why later on. <laughs> My mom the seamstress, needle and thread, put me back together. I wasn't like the little boy that went to school and one guy looked on, his, on him and said, man, that's a mighty big patch you got there on your Levi's. And he goes, that ain't no patch, that's me. Well, see, I didn't have to do that. My mom always patched me up good. My mom was the Head chef. I don't remember now how old I was. Maybe fifth, sixth grade. I remember exactly where we lived. It was winter time. It was cold. I got up before everybody else. I went. I took a bath. or uh, ran out of there because it's cold, cold, cold. How many remembers being where 
It just wasn't everything where you, you know, they always talk about, oh, just the good old days. I tell you, sometimes the good old days wasn't all that good. You know, where you can, the good old days is right now you walk up here on the wall and go click and it, oh, feels good. In the good old days, you had linoleum on the, about in every room and your feet was cold and, and I ran in there to the living room and uh, to put my clothes on. And I was right there in front of the stove. And here I am, on, I'm, on, I'm on one foot and I put my underwear on. And I fell right back against that stove. And it just. <laughs> and I ran screaming to the bedroom. And here come mom. And she'd seen what was going on. I'm laying, of course, face down on that bed. <clears throat> it put two little half moons. It just seared them. Two half moons on the full moon. That's what, that's what happened. And mom got some salve, and she put that salve on there. And I, honest to goodness, I had them as scars for years and years and years. They're gone now, but uh, <clears throat> mom was a doctor. She took care of us. Mom was a cook. I remember growing up, two, two meals, just and, and she great cook. I mean, her chicken and noodles are just awesome. To, oh, yeah. But two meals that I remember, Spanish rice and hamburger casserole. Mmm. I pine for those days. <laughs> I long for those days. <clears throat> Such a great cook. She was the judge, jury, and executioner. I graduated way before I graduated grade school. I graduated up in mom's school of punishment because it went from a switch to a fly swatter with a metal handle. Remember, remember those? You young people don't. I, I was thinking the other day I, uh, with an ice tray. I seen a plastic ice tray, and I thought... I remember those metal ones with the handle on them. And you better, your hand better not be wet or anything because it just glued right to that handle, that cold handle. <clears throat> and uh, I graduated from a switch to the fly swatter. I can remember being to a belt. And I can remember being in grade school, um, I think it was a junior varsity game, that I got into the locker room um, everybody was getting ready, took my pants off. I went to put the trunks on and mom had given me a whooping the day before. And it had left with those, that iron handle, it had left real strange marks all over my legs. And the guys looked at that and one of them said, what is that? And you know what? I think about this. I may have been in eighth grade at that time because I was really ashamed to say that my mom was still spanking me. <laughs> I think I was in eighth grade because I said, I don't know. I'm thinking I'm breaking out with something. <laughs> mm. 
then after that, she used the belt. And it was a real deal at my house because uh, my brother, he's two years younger than me, and, and mom would grab by one hand like so, and this hand she'd curl, curl it out. And then the race began because you just ran, ran. <laughs> and my race would go long and long and long, and finally it was just like I couldn't stand it anymore. And it would, <laughs> and the moment I start crying, she'd stop whipping. It was just the determination of whose will was going to win out. And my brother cowering in the corner, already bawling his eyes out. And mom would get him and go, and then it was done. But he was already bawling. And you looked like I would have learned that, but uh, I just never did. So she was the judge, the jury, and the executioner. <clears throat> Those things in my life have helped me all of my life. They have. They have. You showed me somebody pampered and coddled all, your, all of their life, I'll show you somebody that won't amount to much. That's true. That's true. These things have helped me pastor Orchardville Church for 23 years. The medicine, the belt, the Bible, the needle and thread, the frying pan, those things have helped me through nine building programs. They have helped me to write a book. They have helped me to preach 3,000 sermons. And they have helped me to minister hundreds of families in funerals. And I think back on it, I never, I never heard my mom sit around and complain. And you know what? Even as a teenager, I knew there were times that, that, that I got tired. I knew that there were times that teenagers got tired. I never give it a thought that a mom would ever get tired. Right? You never give that a thought. Do you, kids? You never give that a thought that mom ever gets tired. Mom gets tired. And, you know, there may be a time when, you, uh, when she says to uh, pick up your room instead of you waiting around and him hauling around and finally mom come around and do it. That's not right. You need to pick up your room. Thanks. <laughs> there are young people that can straighten out the world, but it's always amazed me because they never can even straighten out their own room. Mike Bookout, oh, it's been a couple months ago now. He was telling in a meeting, and it's it it funny to me. He was telling in a meeting, and I'm going to just tell you, welcome to my world. Welcome to my world. He's in a meeting, and he was telling about being in football practice in, in high school. And it being hot, I mean hot. Just uh, meltdown. And they're in practice, and, and he went over to get some water, and he's got, a, he's got a cup of water there, and he's just about ready to drink it, and the coach came over and just slapped it out of his hand. I'll tell you when to drink water. 
And everybody in that meeting that's 35 and older, they're all going like this. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I was doing this. I was doing that. I was, yeah, yeah. I had a smile on my face. Kind of smile. Yeah, yeah. That was. Everybody 35 and younger. <gasps> Where's DCFS? <laughs> Same story. But here are two totally different things. Oh, I just can't believe it. One was smiling myself. Thank you. Yeah, I remember that. I remember. I remember. I remember. Christmas time. Benny Greenwald said, we're going to have practice at Christmas time. It's like, no, I don't want to have practice at Christmas time. We was all there. We're having practice at Christmas time. Eddie Hyatt, he's, he's, Benny had it all. It's, we're freshmen. Of course, you know, we know more than everybody. And we're all standing around. And Eddie was, Eddie was uh, reaching over like this, and he was talking, talking to uh, Kendall Loker, I think it was. And I'm standing on the other side, and I see Benny's reaction to, as Benny's talking and, and Eddie's reaching over, and he's going to say something to Kendall. <laughs> and Benny's got the basketball like this. And Benny's seen that, threw that ball, and hit Eddie right in the head. <laughs> so welcome to my world. A preacher can preach... And unfortunately, I'd be saying exactly the same thing. One person here a little bit different. Somebody over here here a little bit different. That's what happens. But today, right now, nobody can get this one wrong. Nobody. Because I want to rise up and call my mom blessed. Yeah. Nobody can get that one wrong. My mom has raised five kids and three grandkids. I rise up and call her blessed. Yes. Would you bow your heads, please? Father, we are so glad and grateful for this day, this day to honor mom. And we're thankful, Lord, for all the moms that's in this room. We're thankful, dear God, for their, for their grit, for their true grit that they have to have at times. Thankful for their love, their amazing love that they have. And we're thankful, God, that we want to know who you are and what you're like. All I've had to do is look at my mom. Help us as a church to model that kind of love for whosoever will. We honor you this day as we honor our moms as well. In Jesus we're praying. Amen.
that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.
I met Jesus. 